Yo, man. Another great game. Love to see it, man. What is up, everybody, man? How you been? How's life been, man? Welcome back to the channel, man. Saucy Takes here. We about to talk through this game, man, because first of all, shout out to Miami Heat, man. Absolutely phenomenal game. Last time I jumped on here, I said how I went to the game and it was a fucking nail breaker. Ended with the Tyler Hero game winner. And today, I was also at attendance. It's two games I've been to. Absolute bangers of games. Oh my goodness. Two for different reasons. One, because of an offensive shot made by Tyler Hero. And, you know, this game, obviously, that you guys just saw this, you know, yesterday against the Phoenix Suns was an absolute stellar performance by the entire team in the fourth quarter. But specifically, real specifically, it was Jimmy Butler with the iconic block on Devin Booker as time was winding down in the fourth quarter while the Heat were up by one. Let's take you through this game, man, because, I, you know, it was just a, it was an interesting game. Started off, the Heat were on fire from three. Could not miss. I believe they went um, eight, uh, seven for eight in the first quarter. They hit like seven threes. They were just, they were just on a mission in the first quarter. Um, the Suns, you know, they were just trotting along. No teams basically could get a stop on defense. And, you know, the second quarter, they cooled off a bit. Game was going back and forth. Uh, Dwayne Washington, shout out Dwayne Washington. He was he was on a mission himself. Had 16 points, I believe, in the first half. I finished with like 21. Shout out Dwayne. He was hooping for, for the Phoenix Suns and all that, man. But, um, you know, halftime came around. Close game. Third quarter starts. Game continues to be close. But then... Then the, the, the Heat's weakness starts showing up, man. And I promise you this is not going to be a negative video, man. They've won three games in a row. It's time to show a little bit of positivity, even though, you know, we'll see we'll see how far this team goes because the, the, the weaknesses in this third quarter for the Miami Heat were very, very evident. They were very, very clear. It felt like the Suns had 17 attempts per possession to get a bucket. Let me explain to you why. It was just so much and so much and so much of the same Miami getting stops on defense, not being able to close out defensive possessions with rebounds. It was so frustrating to see. It was it was super frustrating to watch live specifically. Miami kept um they kept trying different things and you know, I can't really blame Spo because like the defense wasn't horrible. It wasn't great, but the defense wasn't horrible for some of the third quarter's possession uh, possessions. Um it was just a lot of a lot of them having mismatches down low, Bam switching out to perimeter. Garden Booker, whoever it was typically Booker, and Booker just literally being like, All right, Bam's guarding me. All right, I'm gonna be chilling at the logo at half court. Bam's gonna be over here babysitting me because he has to because Devin Booker's their best player, especially with no CP3. And I'm just gonna let my, my team out rebound your team because you got Kyle Lowry against the center trying to box him out, or you got Kyle Lowry against Tory Gregg who killed us on rebounds in the third and fourth quarter trying to box him out, and it was just Miami just kept giving up possession after possession after possession. Second chance points. It felt like, um, I believe, the Suns finished with like 17 offensive rebounds, maybe. So I just checked it. Not 17. 20 offensive rebounds for the Phoenix Suns. And I, I, I don't have the stat in front of me. It felt like 15 of those were just in the second half. It was it was ridiculous. Like I said, Torrey Craig finished with seven offensive rebounds. He was just bullying, you know, making the heat pay for not having Bam in the paint. 
or Dwayne Denman in the paint. And it was just a struggle in that third quarter for the Heat team to just be able to close out defensive possessions. Like I was saying, a lot of the times uh, they tried different things. They were throwing a bunch of different coverages at Devin Booker. Um, Booker was honestly, he didn't really seem phased by any coverage. He was just picking everything apart. Um, I know he only finished with like 25 points, but his impact was felt more than that. 25 points and five assists was not really, um, the stats aren't really telling enough, in my opinion, of the impact Devin Booker had on the Miami defense. They were doubling him, blitzing him off of pick and rolls. When Deadman was in, they were switching, trying to just contain him. And Phoenix was doing everything possible. Like a lot of this, you know, the 25 points and the five assists, you know, you see that. And I think that's like around his season averages. So you don't really think he, he did too much. But his ability to just literally have Bam, just being Devin Booker and have Bam babysit him out there was huge for the Phoenix Suns. Um, Another thing I want to touch on uh, in this entire game, you know, something that's kind of negative, even though uh, I'm going to try to spin it in a positive light. Max Struess just came off of a 31-point game against the Charlotte Hornets. Not a big deal. The Hornets can't guard anybody. They are horrible on defense. But, you know, Max Struess follows up a 31-point game with a five-point game against Phoenix. Let me just say uh, I am delighted to have Struess on this team. I am delighted to have him... Um, Command the respect that he did today. I felt today, personally, that this is the the most focus I've ever seen from any team to eliminate Shrews from the game. This was Duncan-like. Let me explain that. A lot of people here, you know, a lot of, been, a lot of hate towards Duncan and this and that, but the treatment Shrews got today as a minimum player, shout out to the Heat for finding this guy, um, was what Duncan used to get back when he was a rookie. It was just, it was, they were all over him, denying him the ball, blitzing just trying to blow up every single dribble handoff every single off ball screen Cameron Payne did a great job on him or basically not allowing Struce to get the ball finished with only five points he had no points heading into the fourth so all five came in the fourth and that's one thing I want to touch on Struce I feel like his confidence never wavers it is a beauty to see it's very rare to see um players just not get phased um not getting phased and just no matter how bad they've been that game or how bad, you know, whatever that day their shooting has been or whatever, because he finished too right? He, he wasn't particularly good today. But I think the attention that he got and the amount of space that he created was amazing to see because he has never been guarded like he was guarded today. In my opinion, not even in the playoffs, not even Boston did this. They basically said, Struess, you are not touching this ball. You are not, you know, the, the three pointers are not coming from you. And. You know, with that being said, it allowed to some opportunities for a couple players we're going to touch on, one of them being Caleb Martin. A lot of rotation, a lot of help was coming from Caleb's man. So a lot of a lot of the, the Suns' defensive scheming seemed to be coming, helping off of Caleb, whether he was in the corner. You know, he, he made a couple of tops. He made a nice shot in the fourth quarter. But in the first quarter, particularly, he had like three threes in the first. They were, they were mostly wide open looks off of driving kicks and stuff like that. But basically, the help defender came from Caleb and he made him pay. So, you know, shout out to Caleb. He had himself an amazing game. I think probably one of his best games so far this season, or at least most impactful. Um, crucial in that fourth quarter for the Miami Heat to, to you know, they were down 13 in the fourth, and, and Caleb's pressure on Cameron Payne, and specifically, he could, I'm not going to lie, he could not guard Devin Booker, and he could not guard uh, McCall Bridges. Um, or, or, I'm sorry, Bridges, I forgot. Yeah, McCall Bridges. Um, he couldn't really guard him. Uh, like they were just, you know, they were not, not that he couldn't guard him. They were making tough shots over him. You know, should, you, you live with some of these players, but I felt like specifically I was trying to, t- I went to the game with my pops, man. Shout out OG. So, um, 
And I was trying to tell my dad, like, uh, he was like, oh, good defense by Martin. I'm like, yeah, after he catches the ball. But, like, his – so let me – all right, excuse me, guys. I'm going to get a little basketball nerdy here for y'all because this is just something I realized during this game. So there were spurts in this game where Martin was guarding Booker in the, you know, throughout the first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, once Jimmy came in, it was, Jimmy, that's your man. Figure it out. But in the first three quarters in specific, there was a lot of spurts where uh, Martin's primary, his primary um, assignment on defense was Devin Booker. Um, obviously, you know, screens and stuff like that, he could have guarded somebody else. But primarily, it was Devin Booker. The Heat didn't run a lot of zone today, so it was mostly man. So, you know, that's for further emphasis. But in, in these in these possessions, um, Martin was basically playing what is called the trail technique on Devin Booker, where essentially he's not top locking Booker. Uh, so, just to give you guys an example, if a player is, you know, the ball's at the top of the key and Booker's in the baseline, Martin is basically behind Booker, giving Booker easy access to catch the ball or to come off of the screen and catch the ball, putting more pressure on you know, bam, to show when the, the secondary defenders to come and rotate to the big if he slips, yada, yada, yada. Um, One thing I would have liked better, I mean, obviously, no, I'm not the fucking coach. I don't know what's, you know, maybe that was a scheme. But um, he wasn't top-locking Booker. Top-locking is essentially when you basically try to deny this man the ball at all times possible. If he wants to get the ball, let it be on a back door and let him deal with the help from bam. Not, you know, um, let him come up and get it, get to his spot and get the ball. So basically, you know, Martin was having himself a good game, but I felt like in the first three quarters specifically, he, Booker just, he didn't really feel Martin's presence. He's not as lengthy, as, as, as strong as Jimmy and stuff like that. And you can really tell that's why I would like for him to use his quickness and top lock Booker a little more. In the fourth quarter, you'll see Jimmy top locking Booker several possessions and trying to get the, um, the Suns to basically Booker to not get the ball in his spots because Martin was playing good defense. Like I was saying, as soon as Booker caught the ball, like there was a, a couple possessions where he caught it like somewhere around the free throw line area or on the wing elbow ish area um, in the mid range. And by the time he got the ball, like it was, it was wraps. He got to his spot. The defense was good after the contest was there. But again, some of these players, man, if you, if they get to, these are NBA players, if they get to their spot, it's basically you're, you're done for it. So why in the fourth quarter i like the way jimmy was guarding him man jimmy shout out to jimmy because i think that the last couple games against uh charlotte specifically he's been kind of eh, iffy on defense his offense has been phenomenal so i'm not here to complain I'm, I'm just nitpicking but his defense a lot a lot of blow buys and things like that but in this fourth quarter man there's there's not much to be said for jimmy's defense besides wow the, the defense was just dialed in in that fourth quarter it was 102 to 89, like I stated, and the Heat went on this 24 to 10 run to close the game and get the dub, in large part to this man named Bam Adebayo. A lot of people, a lot of people, I, I still, it, it still bothers me sometimes how much hate Bam gets from the Heat fan base, because I don't even know if it's, if it's hate, because like, I, I don't think it's hate because they think he sucks, because I think if that, if you think Bam sucks, um, you don't know basketball, I, I don't know what to tell you. But just just hate because I feel like that people think he could do more. And I, I understand that, I, you know, that, that's cool. But this man has been an absolute monster over the last couple games. Um, 30 points today and 10 rebounds, six offensive rebounds, just absolutely menace on the rebounds offensively. Like I said, his defensive rebounds weren't really that high. He was out there basically babysitting Booker sometimes at half court because the Suns were like, all right, we'll play four on four and have, you know, your big man out the way. But um, just in the fourth quarter specifically, 
just was aggressive, man. That's all you want from a player. I don't give an absolute shit if this man goes out there and shoots five for 18. I want him to shoot 18 times. If he takes 14 free throws, the Heat are going to be in great position to win games. Why? Because he is aggressive. He's putting pressure on your defenders. He's putting pressures on. He's putting pressure on everybody. I don't care. He, he's a little turnover prone. I don't give a fuck about any of that, man. I want Bam to play like he did today, offensively, defensively. He was, you know, he was still very impactful, even as much as they tried to negate him. That's just the respect that you know teams have for this man, and. I'm happy. I'm happy to see him have 30 points in a win, and in, in, in the Heat's most important game of the season, I think, um, for for several reasons. You know, off of two straight wins against the same team twice, not really a standout win on their schedule besides the Golden State one. But Golden State's been really, really uh, up and down this year. As I say that, they're up by like 50 points against the San Antonio Spurs. But I digress. Just you know, a, a game where I felt like the Heat had to have it because you know they're picking up their stride a little bit, but. You know, the Phoenix is a test as much as, you know, they sucked last year in the playoffs or, you know, they disappointed or whatever. They fell short of expectations. They're still, you know, uh, number one ranked defense. And like I was saying, man, super important um, game for the Heat to win down the stretch. Things started getting a little iffy once the game was really close. A couple of possessions where I felt like Larry was holding the ball a little too long. You know, little things, um, you know, Phoenix was picking up their intensity on defense and stuff like that. But Something, uh, you know, sticking with Bam, something that, that was just absolutely uh, beautiful to see is when the Heat needed a bucket down by one with like 40 seconds, 30 some seconds left, um, the man whose number got called was a Kyle Lowry, Bam out of bio, pick and roll. What? Yes, you heard that correct. It was, I I have not, I've, I don't think I've seen this since Jimmy's been here. Bam, get the ball when Jimmy's on, like, you know, on the floor in crunch time, like to basically like win on the game or whatever it was um he did uh, the first game that pops into my mind is when bam dropped like 40 points against brooklyn but that was without jimmy so they literally had to give him the ball and he scored the game winner but with jimmy on the floor this is the first time that the like spo really calls his number and just like go get it go get it you got you got like 28 up to this point when it's the game go ahead do your thing man and he answered, Ben. And that's 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 really the most you can ask for. I feel like I feel like I've hit on everything that I've wanted to hit about, except for the most important play of the game. Jimmy Butler was absolutely a menace to Devin Booker in you know the last play of the game. And just a beautiful, beautiful stop by him. Um Booker had hit a, a tough, tough couple shots. He got a, a tough and one over Jimmy for a long two. And then the um fading three in the in the right wing, which was just like ice in his veins, man. Shouts out to Devin Booker. He hooped, but uh, Jimmy just relentless. That's that's one word I could I could use to describe Jimmy Butler. And and one thing that I really really enjoyed, as soon as this happened, after the game was over, once Drew grabbed the rebound and the buzzer sound, Jimmy hugged the absolute living shit out of Eric Spoelstra. They were both just absolutely like just super super excited, super excited. So it's. It's nice to see that the team is. I feel like this is a, a a big a big win for the team in terms of morale and and just confidence. I think confidence has been you know it's a big it's a big thing with this with this unit. Believe it or not, and yeah, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. I know it's been a minute since I dropped the video, but if you're watching this, appreciate the support, man. Don't forget to subscribe, man. It means it means a ton to me. Uh, I'm gonna be trying to post on TikTok a little more, so you know. All that is going to be in the description. 
Um, the beat that you're going to listen to in this outro and you heard in the intro is made by my boy. Uh, shout out um, OJ. But check out his YouTube for music. Just absolute fire beats, man. Know the man personally. Elite, elite musician. So I think that wraps up the video, guys. Thank you for staying here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being you. And per usual, I'm just kidding, guys. Check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Almost forgot. But per usual. Stay saucy, my friends.